hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're taking a look at curious goods from the Two Guys Talking Network. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, this is where you give you, uh, we, we listen to your show and we give you uh, kind of constructive feedback, powerful praise, I believe is what it says on the album artwork. And uh, I've been podcasting for about 13 years. And joining me is the one and only, he's been in radio for, I, I think, back. Were you around Wolfman Jack? Was that where you? No, you're not that. No, okay. <laughs> me and Mark, me and Marconi started radio. <laughs> it's been in radio forever. Uh, you might know him as the podcast talent coach, the one and only Eric K. Johnson. How are you doing, buddy? Things are good, Dave. Glad to uh, be back at it again as we take another podcast and review it and find a lot of the good stuff they're doing right, so they can do more of that and find some edges that we might uh, polish up a little bit to make an even stronger episode and uh, really excited about this one tonight. This is a pretty cool show. It's very unique. I was like, this is, this is not your typical, like, cause originally I thought it was like a kind of a TV fan show where a lot of times it's just, I'm going, Hey, we watched episode six and here's what was in it. And so this has a definite educational flavor to it. It's got a little dash of horror in it and all sorts of stuff that I was like, well, this is kind of different. Uh, but joining us is Mike. Now, he actually runs the the whole network, the Two Guys Talking Network, which you can find at twoguystalking.com. But tonight we're talking about the podcast Curious Goods, which you can find at curiousgoodspodcast.com. Hey, absolutely. Thank you again for having me. And what an honor to be with both of you. If you'd have told me three weeks ago I'd be on the horn with a Hall of Famer and a 30-year radio vet, you got to be kidding me. So <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Well, it's it's great to, great to have you. And we always kind of like to get a little behind the scenes on how long have you been actually – because you have a bazillion podcasts going over on your network. How long <laughs> – yeah, Speaking you know, about being in the gig for a long time. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. To, the end of 2005 is when we we got our feet wet. We, we had been capturing audio content before then. There just wasn't a mechanism yet to, quote, have your own show. But that, that, that accidental conversation of people talking passionately about something, we'd been doing that since March of that same year. The difference is that the conversation that we'd have, one, it wasn't really all that edited. Uh, and two, it was just an MP3 file that you could find over at our website at 24podcast.com. And you know, that, that it all has spooled up into what we have now, which is essentially any one of us, whether it's any of the three of us or someone that's listening to this podcast can in the matter of hours have their own viable 
program anywhere that can be reached by anyone anywhere yeah and i know the network has a ton of shows and you talk about the three of us uh who are the three of us and what are your roles within the network two two guys talking was started as me (laughs) i was the guy talking (laughs) and then i would go and harness somebody else to talk about something else and together we were two guys talking colon whatever the subject was so in in the original instance it was two guys talking colon 24 because we had a podcast that focused specifically on the hit Fox show 24. Okay. And so and, that, that co-host remained constant for that particular show. And then you'd start another two guys talking about something else with you and another co-host. Th- that is how it originally started. And what I found very quickly was that as my domain count can show, we could talk about anything, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the point was to find somebody who would be paying me to do all the kick-ass stuff we were doing for two guys talking. And that's what, that's how I built the network around the centerpiece of two guys talking 24. And how many two guys talking podcasts are there? In total uh, over a thousand. I mean, the episodes, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of them are almost all entertainment based. They've all got that. uh, As we walked in, Dave had such a a, a wonderful bow that I felt like taking that you guys are detecting educational flavor over something that could be as simple as a jackass, a couple of jackasses talking about jackassery programming. (laughs) I knew originally when I was blogging that I wanted to be able to offer something to people that would come so that when they left, they would have something they could take on, learn from, and then use to compile that sense of why you should be watching. And if you aren't getting what you're watching, how you can complain to people about what you want to see. And I I love being able to revel in the fact that I arm people with education so that you can tell people what you want to see and then not pay attention to the stuff you should not be paying attention to. I think we'll hear a little bit about that tonight as we listen to the episode, because there's almost a little bit of art school, film school, in the discussion that we hear it's it's the artistic flavor of the show and as we go through the episode each episode is is dedicated to an episode of the television show friday the 13th which uh, the series uh, which, right series, yes right. Th- that happened in the late 80s right it was it, uh, it started in october 87 yeah um, and so there's almost a, a film school-esque about the episode where we kind of dissect the the show itself and and realize what really makes the horror work in it. One quick question before we uh, jump into it is curious goods. uh, Will the podcast solely be about the television series Friday the 13th? It will be curious goods is a little bit of Wilkerson money and time sticking out his neck, mostly because uh, for anyone that's curious, curious goods came out in 1987, October 1987, and continued for three seasons and then ended. So it's 72 episodes. And we're really excited to visit all 72 episodes. Well, that's the thing that confused me. Is the TV show called Curious Goods or is it called Friday the 13th? It's called Friday the 13th, the series. Okay, so then Curious Goods comes from? Curious Goods is the name of the store where they go out and get the cursed antiques and bring them back to it's the the curious goods antique store got it so it's an inside baseball kind of thing if you know if you know the show you get the name if you don't know the show i was like 
a what? So I was a little confused on that, but now that makes total sense. Okay. But I suppose if you watch one episode of the show, you're going to get it because it's the central piece to every episode. Right. It also raises an eyebrow. Someone says curious, good. You go, Hmm, what's that instead of, which is exactly what uh, the, the uh, agency that made the program had planned. They're going to go, Ooh, Friday the 13th. Ooh, what's that? Well, and, so, and that's a great lead in to, to your into. So we've got about the first two minutes of your show, which we're going to uh, take a peek at in here. Take the usual podcast hosts and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast matrix hosting and experience a completely different world of podcast hosting. What is the podcast matrix.com? When you hear the words, Friday the 13th, what do you think of? While most will recollect a certain impossible-to-be-killed masked individual, bearing sharp weapons of all kinds, there's another Friday the 13th that deserves attention. In 1987, Friday the 13th, the series, created a rich tapestry of completely original storytelling. Based on a series of curious, devilishly enchanted objects that must be recovered and returned to the vault to prevent truly dark fates from befalling their owners. This is the detailed revisit and review of the adventures of their reacquisition. Episode by episode. You won't find any hockey masks here. This is the Curious Goods Podcast from Two Guys Talking Horror. Love, lust, obsession, stalking. All of these are pieces of tapestries of many relationships. But they all come to an incredibly striking, disturbing head inside this episode of Friday the 13th, the series. Sprinkle in drunken college fraternity parties, cops that have interesting attention spans, and creepy creekside excursions and steamy relationships that lead to an end where the villain literally falls for the one he loves. To be or not to be is an incredibly fitting pseudo-title for this episode of the Curious Goods Podcast. A retelling, a revisit, and complete educational detailing of Friday the 13th, the series. This time, Season 1, Episode 3, Cupid's Quiver. So that's the the opening of the show, and this is the probably third or fourth time I've heard this, and this time it's weird because I know what you're saying. The background music is is really like well produced and it's got that big warm sound to it. Oh, thank you. I'll talk about it more in the future, but this one I don't think got in the way of the what you were actually saying. The the only thing that really kind of threw me for a loop. The podcast matrix thing, Eric. Did you get that? Yeah, not sure what that was. I didn't understand if that was like the production company or like a header on a movie or what. What that really meant? Sure that that's the front end bumper. All of our podcasts feature a front end bumper. Typically, those are the two guys talking podcast network bumper spaces. The podcaster matrix is something that we're launching here over the next three months, 
and that is uh, that is a podcast media hosting service for your entire podcast library. So uh, I, I can uh, your curiosity about it is actually a great thing. Well, it, it wasn't so much curiosity for me as just flat out confusion. Mm, okay, <laughs> I was kind of like because it didn't if it if it had said you're listening to the Two Guys Podcasting Network that would have sounded like a bumper, and then. Because it had that kind of horror thing, what is the Matrix? What is the thing? And I'm like, oh, is, is this the show? And then it was like, blah blah blah, website dot com. And I was like, okay, I'm 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 not sure, not sure what I'm listening to here, but it's about the Matrix. So, all right, I'm ready to get my Keanu on. And then you came in <laughs> and started talking, and I was like, so then I had to quit thinking about the Matrix. Because now she's talking about, and it's weird because I understand exactly what she's talking about now. The first time I heard this, I was a little like, because I I was still thinking the show was Curious Goods. And then she starts talking about Friday the 13th. So I'm trying to like, I hadn't, because I hadn't seen the show. There was a lot of confusion on my end at the beginning. Um, Eric, what were your, when you kind of listened to this the first time? I, I liked what you were trying to do there with that with that opening bumper. And I think you got close because I really like the end where he says, you know, uh, you know, are you curious? And then he says the matrix something or another dot com, which I thought was pretty cool. When you watch television shows or um, specials and that sort of thing, and the show is brought to you by uh whatever bounty paper towels yeah Mm -hmm. you know at the beginning it'll say something like uh this episode of curious goods brought to you by the matrix and then you'd play the bumper because now i know i'm into the bumper when the bumper just starts and especially if i'm a new listener and i'm going okay is this i thought wait a minute because we're on friday the 13th and we're on curious goods now we're on the matrix and i'm kind of lost so I loved the fact that it was there at the front and we're getting it out of the way and it was kind of setting up the episode. I think one sentence where it was set up as a brought to you by or something like that, where you're just telling the listener, this is the sponsor, not the show. I think you solved the whole problem. And then it it just, it puts the bumper in some context because I thought the bumper was well produced. I love the tease at the end. I love that it piques my curiosity because I instantly wanted to go find out what the matrix was. Right. Unfortunately, I was driving at the time and didn't didn't get to. So I the whole part of it was pretty cool. I just wish there was a little thing at the front that just said, "Here's what this is." And then when she comes in, I loved her from the from the get-go. I mean, yeah. even even I, I've never seen the show. I didn't know what it was about. First time I'm ever listening to your podcast. Don't know anything about your network. And I hit play. And the way that she sets it up in the script and just her just her theatrical performance yeah. was yeah. pretty cool. I like the way that it set up the show. I really liked her part. What so when you two guys jump on, I would have liked to have heard a little of your credentials. Like, why should I? Why should I care what you're telling me about this particular show? What is it that you have that that gives you some authority in the space? You know, the fact that you have loved horror movies for 30 years, the fact that you've been uh, creating podcasts. You know, I read on your website how you have all of this podcasting experience. I got none of that up front. You know, I just got you two. Man, you're right into the content. And it's like, okay, I, I don't know. I don't know how the show's laid out. I would have liked to have seen a little structure at the front. Not a lot. Don't waste a lot of my time. But say, you know, 
hear I don't I don't even hear your names until we're like two and a half minutes into the episode. You sure. finally give me your names. I would have liked to have saying, hey, here's who we are. Here's what we're all about. Here's why you should care what we have to say. And in each episode, we go over the the recreation. We go over our critique. We go over our curious goods of the show. And then we give you our rating. Um, so let's dive in this week, episode three. And then you could roll into your that that intro that you have. Because the intro that you have was great. Again, just missing a little nugget right before it. Awesome. Yeah, and then maybe for me, explain what a curious good is. <laughs> because for me, I was like, you do a great job at thirty-five minutes, minutes into in. the episode. Yeah, yeah I have that. Uh, perfectly explain it. So, so here's here's what I'm feeling is that um, you have this great community. You have a lot of people in it who who know all the inside jokes and know all the the secret handshakes of the club. But it's not real easy for somebody from the outside to come in. And sure. we'll kind of get into that when we talk about your website a little bit. When sure. I went to the website as the newbie, I don't know where to start. Right. You know, like, so it, there might be like a, a two guys talking handbook that like start here, you know, and it's super obvious when I get to the website that, you know, you explain the, the you know, here are the three things you need to know. Uh, when you jump into two guys network, you know, always listen to one Oh one before you get into any of our shows, yeah. because that'll tell you everything you need to know. We'll give you the secret handshake and the, we'll give you your Fez hat and we'll be all good. <laughs> you know, like, so make it super simple for me to, to come under the tent and be one of the guys. Sure. And then I think you have a lot of, uh, sorry, Dave, I think you ahead. have a lot of cool intricacies in the club. I just don't know how to get in. Like sure. you know, who's my, who's my poobah that's going to come sanction me to, for membership. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that was my thought when you said, Oh, there's a one-on-one episode. I'm like, but when I go to your website, that's not the one at the top of the list. So we kind of jump into the movie halfway through and we're like, Cur-. sure. Do you, do you think that the one-on-one on top would be valuable when you get to the curious goods podcast? Cause what you, what you get when you go to curious goods is you get what is essentially the, the category of all of the curious goods podcasts with the most recent one being displayed. Do you think it being flipped over where you've got the one-on-one on top would be more valuable? I think so because with a, with a podcast like this one in particular, where we're going through episode by episode, Mm -hmm. it makes sense to start with episode one. Yeah. Okay. You know, with an, with a show like mine or a show like Dave's, if you start in at episode 203, doesn't make any difference, right? No harm, no foul. Cause it has nothing to do with 202 or 201. Right. You know, we're, we're just moving along, but with yours where it's sequential and it's episodic and you kind of need to, you know, it'd be like listening to serial and starting at episode eight, you have no idea what's going on. Right. Go back and listen to episode one. Right. You know, that's kind of what we need to do with your shows. And we just need to tell people that. So I think putting one oh one at the top makes sense. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, that would, uh, now that you've said that and you're like, Oh yeah, you should listen to one oh one. I'm like, I didn't know there was a one oh one again, coming from the outside. I'm like, okay. Cause I'm used to just go to the website, click play. And this is that. So you did go into, I, I do have a question. Why is there a coin flip with housekeeping? Uh, because it's our two cents. Uh, cause I was like, it was, it was production, but I was like, Okay, that make it makes sense now. At the time, I was like, because I, then it, it's one of those things again. It distracted me. I'm like, wait, housekeeping 
coin flip. And I'm like, is he leaving a tip for somebody who's doing the house? I'm like, so again, I was just in a very confused state, apparently that. Sure. And then you went, so you went into the housekeeping and then from there when I'm like, okay, here comes the, here comes the meat and potatoes. Uh, and instead we got two guys talking horror. You guys are obviously here for horror content. You're, yep. You're listening to a podcast that's reviewing a 25-year-old television program called Friday the 13th. And I was ready for it. I'm like, anytime insane, now. obsessed, <laughs> slash taken over items that are being recovered inside of uh, an old antique process by a couple of cousins. So obviously, you guys are here for horror. Damn straight. What you may not know is that Nick is the official host of Two Guys Talking Horror, which is over on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network that focuses specifically on providing the best educational content that there is to have about the horror genre. Nick, tell us about it. And then he does. And for me, Eric, what were your thoughts? For me, I was like right after housekeeping to go into a promo, I was kind of like, I'm, I, I tuned, because that, that was at the 3 minute and 50 mark. And finally, at 6.15, six minutes and 15 minutes from start, you finally say, look, enough housekeeping. And I was like, you think? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So, Eric, did, okay. you get, did you get that kind of vibe or was that just me being impatient? Yeah, I think you were a little impatient there. To me, this part right here where we're, we're pumping the, the um, two guys talking horror uh, show, it didn't bother me that much because I'm new here. I don't know anything about it. So, to me, it felt like, Okay, we're we're explaining some of the inside goods now. I'm kind of getting a feeling. So I, now I understand it's like all of the shows are two guys talking something. Now I'm starting to understand it. And this I kind of appreciated that I'm kind of letting I'm I'm getting inside the the club. I'm kind of figuring it out here. So I I appreciated this. Yeah, we could have got to the content a little quicker. Uh but I think here I'm I'm getting to understand who these two guys are. I'm getting to know a little bit about them and and kind of uh, before when we talked about at the beginning of the episode, you didn't really give me your credentials. Here, we're starting to get into some of that. You know, you're telling me that he's he's the host of this other horror show. And now I'm starting to get the credentials. It's taken me a while to get it, but I'm getting it nonetheless. So it didn't bother me as much as it bothered Dave. Yeah, I'm always the impatient one. <laughs> That's all right. Dave, Dave's got a fast forward button he can employ, right? <laughs> That's right. right. He's listening to you on two, two X. <laughs> two X, exactly. Um, I did really like when you finally started to describe the episode. I really like the way that you kick this off. A steamy 80s bar filled with young, hot bodies. On the bar across the room sits a very strange bronze idol slash statue of Cupid, the fairy of love. Owned by Rick Springfield stunt double, evidently. I mean, this guy does kind of look like a Rick Springfield type of a guy. All I can say is when I saw this and that guy, all I could think was, what kind of fool am I to just let it go? To just let it go like that? Not Rick Springfield. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, cool. It's not just going to be a play-by-play. It's got buddy, to, yeah, <laughs> buddy, and because I, I I can tell you firsthand, and again, we're now twelve episodes into the program. Yeah, I know what I don't want to hear because as a very very in in depth twenty four podcast reviewer right. for a decade, what I hated when I went to listen to other programs was that 
oh yeah. my god here comes the death and begin yeah and and, and, and so when i heard that i was like one of my favorite shows in the early stages of that show was mystery science theater 3000 so the <laughs> fact that you're kind of like poking fun at it while I'm still understanding what's going on, to me, I was like, oh, now this is going to be entertaining. So that's what, as soon as I heard the Rick Springfield um, stunt double, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be a lot more fun than I thought. (laughs) To me, that beginning right there, uh, it almost felt like you were reading it straight out of the script. You were describing it so well. Like I could just feel like I was in the, in the bar, which was pretty cool. I love the nicknames, you know, the, the Rick Springfield guy, like I could totally picture him. It helps me draw the it, picture. Yeah. And it is um, him. It's you just- know, when we talk about, when we talk to radio uh, teams, like morning hosts, and they have a lot of people that come in and out, you know, guests that visit all the time. We, I, we always suggest you give them a nickname. So, you know, it's like, we worked with this rock show and, and they had, uh, you know, Big P and they had Black Tony and they had Blue House Joe, you know, and everybody had a nickname. So you knew who they were. It wasn't just like, oh, Joe's here. And you're like, which guy's Joe? But you go, oh, it's Joe Blue House. And you think, oh, yeah, Joe plays Joe plays drums in Blue House. That's how right, we know right. Joe Blue House. You know, Black Tony's obviously the token black guy on the show. You know, everybody's got the nickname. And so when you gave me the Rick Springfield, you know, I totally had him pictured in my mind. I knew who we were talking about and helped me draw the picture. But I'd like to see you keep that up through the episode because a little later on you go, okay, now Mickey and Ryan, they discovered that Eddie was the likely culprit. And I'm like, who is, who's who here? I don't, you know, because I'm not watching the show. I'm trying to envision it in my head. So I need to put labels to everybody. I need to give everybody a title. So if it's frat boy Rick or if it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, dingy blonde mickey or whoever it happens to be if i have the the slug in front of them now i can kind of picture them and i can follow along in the story and keep track of who's who in my mental picture since i'm not actually seeing the pictures so that's that, very well said i, I love the well way said. you do it i would just like to see you continue it through the whole what do you call it not reenactment but uh retelling yeah, the retelling you got do it. the sure. retelling keep that up so that kind of helps me that helps me kind of be in the moment Got it. Now, I don't think Eric had had this problem, but I don't know if it's me being a musician. (laughs) But at the 13-minute mark, I put on in my notes, the organ is getting on my nerves. Um, (laughs) By the 16-minute, it was like, I really, if I wasn't doing a review, I would tune out. I've had it with the organ. Um, It seemed to get fairly loud at times to where I was, I I don't know what I was listening on, but I was like, I'm really starting to like... Especially towards the end, there was like a little finale because that bad boy was on a loop, and it was like, <laughs> oh, here it comes again. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, I gotta lean in now to hear this guy. So for me, about the 16 minute, I just put, okay, this music is on my last nerves. Um, now the beautiful thing is, at 25 minutes and 15 seconds, glory, hallelujah, it stops. So over. I put right. that. I was like, yes, okay. So Eric, I don't think you may. I, I'm looking in your notes. You had, apparently had no problem with this. In my notes, I put, I love the music underneath yeah. the recreation yeah. so, because it, it kind of put me in the mood. It put me yeah. in the moment. And here's what I loved about it. So the music goes under the retelling of the whole thing. And then when we're done with the retelling, it stops when we go into the critique of the, of the thing and we go into film school. Right. And so to me, that kind of gave the whole episode a new scene. Like, okay, act one is done. Here comes act two, no music. And it kind of gave me a natural break in the thing. 
I, I thought the music created some ambience and some uh, some context for the retelling and the fact that it stopped once we went into the critique. I, I thought you used it really, really well. And then I read in Dave's where it was yeah. driving him crazy. Yeah. And well, I'm like, what yeah, I, there you go. What I would have done would have been like, you know, and then he does this creepy thing. Okay, a little creepy organ music, and he does this. And then the next scene, you know, so-and-so's in there, you know, AMC Pacer. I'm trying to think 1980s here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and then yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and, then, he's, and then he's totally creeping on her with the with the telephoto lens. You know, okay, a little creepy music. So to me, if it's all creepy all the time, it doesn't – you get that one mood. And, and it probably sure, is just it. the musician in me. I was like – Okay, uh, you know, please don't make me listen to that anymore. So it wasn't. Yeah, the the it, the, re, the, re, the retelling is decidedly one of my, I won't say my low low points of agreeing to content, but it, one I know that it's needed for one. Um, I, I think that they could all be shorter. But I I did like, and I'm I'm totally with Eric. The minute it stopped, it was like it was a very clear picture. And then I love the way you just you you come off like this. There are many aspects of this episode that I can tell you firsthand, having friends across every common factor of stalking, stalkerific relationships and boyfriend, girlfriend, blah, throughout the years. Home friggin' run on being able to show the creep factor. In particular, all the obsessive factoid Mm -hmm. looking that stuff that we see from Eddie and, and especially is his layer. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the layer, especially. And so what I liked about this, as you guys start to talk about what you think about it, for me, at least I just like, okay, now, now these guys are like, okay, we're done with the, you know, probably in your head, the boring retail part. Now I want to talk about what I think about this and I'm starting to hear the passion and the more, not that you were not enthusiastic in the telling. In fact, you guys were having fun and making fun of it. But now it's like, okay, let me tell you about this thing. And here's the cool thing that I want to make sure you saw because I bet you didn't see this. Eric, what were your thoughts when they started in, into this section? I thought the um, the analysis section, the film school part, was the cool part of the episode. I yeah. really appreciated your eye to detail and the you know what I imagined was that the director of the film did a lot of things in the film that the average person would miss, but someone with a keen eye and appreciation for film would notice and that the director appreciates when those things get noticed. You know, it's like in your podcast, when you make a great edit and it just smooths by, nobody's going to notice that. But when it does get noticed, like, wow, that was a great edit that you put in right there. You think, man, that's awesome that he can appreciate the hard work that I put in to, to create that seamless edit, you know, and, and to me, that's what this section felt like was like you were taking time to pat the director on the back for, for taking the extra time and attention and patience to create great art rather than just create another 42 minute television episode. Yeah. I mean, you had great, uh, I, I love this line that you said. Again, more great production. Way more cerebral storytelling than most. There's a couple of factors inside of this episode that make me tell everybody that the storytelling going on inside this series is way more cerebral feeling. 
there's way more you thinking about what's going on than you would typically have in what people would go, wait a minute, Friday the 13th? Isn't that just the whole knife stabby stabby thing? This is not the knife stabby stabby no, thing. No. I mean, like, not at all. And so that's when I heard that, I was, I put in my notes, I'm like, this is actually a clinic on how to tell a story, which is at the beginning of the show with all the horror music stuff. And I was like, for me, it was like, wow, this is what makes this show really different. Because if somebody said, we're going to do a podcast about how to tell stories, you're like, okay, cool. And I picture like, like classical music. And today we're going to talk about literature. And instead it's like, we're going to talk about this 25 year old (laughs) Friday the 13th thing. And I'm like, these are two things I did not see coming together. Um, Right. And I just thought it made it very unique. And uh, you had some really good points. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is way different than, than what I expected. So you seem to really, again, you're taking deep dives and you're noticing all sorts of little things about, uh, you know, the different parts of the show. Yeah. The nuances talked about something that you have talked about both of you inside of both of your contents, by the way, is the word that you just used, Eric, which is nuance. Yeah. Uh, Nuance is, I I think we even talked about it inside of the little preamble we had before the program it's a lost art. I think it's in this in this particular episode, you talk a lot about the character development of Eddie and the mm-hmm. fact that he's the stalker and the and the, the little guy. things, mm-hmm. the little things he would do that would that build that image without consciously being aware of it as you're sitting there. When you look back, you go, remember when he did that thing and that other thing and that creepy thing, and when he drew the heart on the window as she's getting killed, Dude. like. All of those creepy things, like you appreciate those, which is what leads me to kind of label it film school, because it's like, here's how to, here's how to do it right here. You know, anybody can, can create a a chainsaw massacre, you know, but to tell a story without showing it and to make you scared, you know, to create that horror without actually seeing it is, is an art that has been lost on the genre. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, and, uh, Eddie drawing that heart on the window as she's being stung to death by bees. You know, that, that sounds like something you'd read in a portion of a paragraph and cackle at what. Right. Yeah. But when you see it, guys, this is not funny. Yeah. This is that he, he clearly is over the edge with a capital E like, <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just, it's, it's, it's not right. And it, I think things like that, especially inside of a horror genre movie, yeah. uh, television series are way more, you know, well, hitting that nerve that you don't want to have hit when yeah. you're not expecting it. And you had, and a, I love, it. you had a great point here. Strangely quiet. Nick and I have talked about this a lot inside of our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuffs, where the choice to use no music at all or something incredibly quiet to provide the background of what you're looking at. In this episode, what they essentially use are the sounds of night. So again, you're just picking apart things. The thing I liked about that clip, you do this just the right amount you cross promote without blatantly like making it like every 10 seconds. Let me mention another show. Be just like, Correct. Hey, we, we talk about this on agents of shield and you didn't go agents of shields, podcast.com or whatever that, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this in there just so you know, there's another show out there if you want to hear it. So I really, to me, this was like the highlight of the show 
was the the that part when you guys are really getting in. Not that the first part was bad, but I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this part uh, where you're going through and you're you're picking things apart. Uh, I think the first part was necessary to set up this right. part without the without the reenactment at the beginning, without the retelling. We don't understand any of this part. We don't understand the plot of the story. So that whole act one was necessary so we could get here to act two. Yeah. I I really think this is a brave podcast effort because again, this is a, this is a dead as a doornail series. Uh, If I, if I had to point at something as the great white slash golden cursed hope of this podcast, it's that they will, they will, get the waft of Friday the 13th, the series from anything that we talk about, because without that you're lost. And that's why we knew that uh, grabbing the title Friday the 13th series podcast, it wouldn't have made any difference, but somebody that sees the words curious goods, it's layered in. They're going to have that appreciation. And what we've always known since the beginning of two guys talking is that nostalgia will out. I, I have to do very little work when I lean on nostalgia and this show oozes nostalgia there's no question the the one thing i would disagree with you on that the one thing making the show called friday the 13th um tv series podcast you would have been found a whole bunch more in search engines so i'm worried that people are not typing in curious goods when they're looking for friday the 13th that's my only worry sure i'm absolutely certain if we were somehow to get behind the scenes of iTunes, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right. and and see what they're searching for. I can guarantee you what's not being searched for, Friday the 13th, the series. So, I, no, but again, the, it's, it's that teeter-totter balance yeah. of how is it going to get found, and that's not how it's going to get found. Yeah, they might not be looking for Friday the 13th, the series, but they might be looking for Friday the 13th, and then it might show up. So, But I, I understand why you have the name of the show. The one thing that I, I heard that I was really surprised, because it didn't fit with the show, and I'll explain yeah. why here in a second, is this clip. Sure. The hunt is still on for the growing number of enchanted items. Return immediately to help us complete the journey. Right after these messages. And the reason that didn't fit, three, in my opinion, and again, Eric, you can give me your... Those are pretty bad poppin' peas. If, if I play this again... The hunt is still on for the growing number of enchanted items. Return immediately to help us complete the journey. And it's right su- after these messages. And it's such a short clip, I was like... For me, I would have said, eh, we got to do that one again. So, Eric, did that catch you by guard? And that's where I'm like going, this is probably Dave listening through the ears of a podcaster. I don't know if the average user would think that. Probably not. Yeah, I, I was listening on speakers, so it didn't jump didn't out to me okay. as, as much as it had I had my earbuds in. Got it. Um, it's a fair criticism. Listening, it's a listening fair criticism. to it here, yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that. But that's the only piece of production that I thought was janky in the whole thing. I thought your sound effects and everything were great. Yeah. So to to Dave's point, the reason it doesn't fit is because the rest of it was spot on. Yeah. So Um, and then you went to an ad and for me, at least I went back and looked. It was three minutes of ads Mm -hmm. and it just about after two, I was kind of like, are they ever coming back? And then after the third one, I was like, okay, and it, I'm sure they'll start after this. And then there was a fourth one, and I was like, for me, I, I was I was really kind of surprised as it was only three minutes because it for me it felt longer. Eric, did you have any? Yeah, that commercial break felt really long. You know, that's the one complaint we get in radio is that 
you know, commercial breaks are too long and people go away. That's the big tune out, you know, and, and the part of the attraction to podcasts is you can get, uh, you know, content in your niche that are niche down. It's, it's your interest. It's everything you love and you don't have to put up with a whole bunch of commercials to get it. You know, that, that's the thing that's bugging me about Hulu right now. You know, I pay to watch Hulu oh. so I can watch all these bad reruns and now, there's, you know, I'm getting all these commercials and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, if you want no commercials, pay us even more. And I'm like, no, I'm already paying you $8 a month. No, like I- seriously. <laughs> and so to me, it, it felt like a really long commercial break. If you need to have those in because it's part of the network and that sort of thing, I might consider breaking it up into two different spots. So you have maybe two commercials between the reenactment. You kind of tease as we're getting into the critique of it. You do a commercial break, you come back with the critique and you do the rest of the critique and then maybe you set up the curious goods portion. Maybe you do another two minutes there, come back with your curious goods and your ratings and, and then move on from there. So maybe it's it's broken up into two so people don't sit around for four minutes wondering where you went. Because I, I agree with you. There are times where like, well, there is a fast forward button. But a lot of times for me, at least I'm in the car or I am doing something else, which is the beauty of podcasting. You can multitask. And so having to stop so I can fast forward. Okay. Here's a little, here's a little tip on fast forwarding. All right. If I'm not liking the content because it's four minutes of commercials and I'm picking up my phone to fast forward the damn thing, uh, I might as well just figure out another show to listen to. So you're saying, yeah, they can fast forward, but you're also putting the phone in their hand and giving them an opportunity to just go away completely. Plus, if you want people to listen to it and actually take action and you want your advertisers to see results, you want them to listen to the commercials. So make right. it easy and make it comfortable and make it relevant. And, yeah, and, I, uh, I thought the, the ads themselves weren't bad. In fact, they were fairly short and to the point and it was just well produced. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, and here's another one. I'm like, OK. I was like, all right, well, I'm sure we'll go. And here's another one. I'm like, oh, okay. And so to me, I was just kind of like, are, are we done yet? But, and then you went into what I just wrote down in my my notes. Wow, word nerds. Like, here's an example one you guys well, were talking. A little bit of a little bit of my former interpreter popping out. Sorry. Yes. So um, <laughs> manifest. This is another excellent word that typically Nick and I, in the case of Friday the 13th, the series, would use for the ledger that right. we've been talking about. But it was literally called the manifest inside of this listing, which is also excellent because for the people that are on board a ship, they're listed on the ship's manifest, which is the storage of goods and people and whatever else. Well, it seems like there's there's several different resources that they use to track down the information of who owns what yeah. and what went where. So, so yeah, there's probably a ledger, a manifest, a uh, Rolodex, <laughs> maybe a, a manila envelope. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a, a cell phone contacts. Li- oh, no, 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 won't have that. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. So this, this again, tied into kind of the educational part. Again, to me, I liked it because it was kind of like, Hey, we're talking about how to make a story. Uh, better. And one of the ways you can just tell a story better is, I don't know, use better words, use words that, you know, aren't, like you said, you're trying to avoid the cliche. The one thing I forgot to, to press on is before we had that, we had the actual definition. Every time we come back from break, it's time for Nick and I to showcase our curious goods. A 
curious good is where Nick and I recognize an actor's portrayal, a storytelling element, or something else that helps us provide you with more great curious goods. And I think Eric said that was like the 35-minute mark or something like that, or 31. and this is where I'm starting to get pulled under the tent and explained what it means. I would have liked to have seen this part earlier in the show, you know, as you're kind of setting up what we get in the episode to give me that little nugget up front would have kind of, you know, the curious goods, the show's called curious goods because of the store and the shop uh, later on in the show, we'll give you our curious goods. And it's the little nuggets that we found within the show that we really enjoyed. Those will come up here in a little bit, you know, just kind of a, a little teaser for it. But I thought that was a great explanation of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're halfway through the episode by the time I got it. Yeah, um, But I loved it. I, I loved it. Yeah, that was me. When it came on, I was like, bing. I was like, okay, now all that confusion at the beginning of the show was like, oh, oh, okay, now I get it. And so, and then you guys went into the the different words and, and things like that. So right I, after this, though, right after this Curious Goods uh, portion of the show, mm-hmm. You said, what was your curious good from this episode? It, I thought that was a great call to action. And you gave people uh, uh, some action to take to continue the conversation and to, and to be part of the show. Uh, I thought that was stellar. This is one, po- one portion of the show where you did a great job talking to a single individual. I felt like you were talking to me when you, when you said, what was your curious good from this episode? We'd love to hear from you. Go over and do your thing. I, th- I felt like we were making that connection in other parts of the show. You were talking to everybody Hey, we want, we want all of you guys to go do this thing. And to me, that was more group speak. And I didn't feel as close of a connection as I did at the very end of this section here and the call to action. I thought it was spot on. I wasn't sure about this section because on one hand we're doing kind of a storytelling clinic and we're talking about words and all of a sudden we got into like science and you're talking about EpiPens and bees. Yes. Okay. So in the, in the show, the girl uh, is allergic to bee stings. She's trapped in a car with all the bees, they sting her to death and she dies. Um, sorry for the, the spoiler. If you're planning on right. going to watch episode three, <laughs> I just you've killed had, it. You've had 26 it. years. Too bad for you. Yes. Yeah, sorry. You're done. I, I was mixed on this because part of me said, okay, does this really fit into the show? You know, we're jumping up on the soapbox and we're, and uh, you know, I know it's real personal to you and you're saying this isn't anything to jack around with. You better understand whether or not you're allergic to bees. And I thought on one hand, I'm thinking, does it really pertain to the show? You know, but then on the other hand, I kind of liked it because it lets me know who you are. You're, you're telling me part of your personal story. So I'm getting to know you and it's developing some of that. Did it fit with the episode? It kind of tied in. I mean, in a roundabout way, you know, she gets stung. You, you have that connection to it and the whole EpiPen and all that good stuff. But does it have anything to do with horror flick that we're talking about? Not really. But do I learn something about you that I probably didn't know before listening to this episode? Absolutely. So because of that, I didn't have, I didn't have as much issue with it. I think at the core of most podcasters is you're trying to help people and whether it's tell a story or do a better podcast or whatever. And so here it was like, look, I've, I've got to talk about this right now. So I, I was with Eric. 
And then you you basically rated the episode, which was kind of cool how you guys go through that. You kind of wrap up the the whole thing. And um, one quick thing on the rating of the episode, yeah, I love yeah. the little uh, I love the little sound effect you give right before you give your rating, because you know as I'm if I'm casually listening, you know, and you go bring, and then you give I rated a nine, and you're like, oh, you know, kind of catches my attention. Yeah, I like that little uh, hey idiot, wake up and pay attention. Some important stuff coming here. Yeah, it's, it's a concept we're using inside of almost every two guys talking labeled content too, where there's a tone and then there's discussion. Then there's a tone, there's a discussion. The the mechanics of that are just resetting attention span. So yep. it worked perfectly for you. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to play the whole clip, but we heard things like, you know. Manifest. Or um, is that this not is the stop a- button? This is the stop button. There are a couple things we played, and they're all like zing or whatever it was. And so I'm with Eric. I thought it was a nice way to just either just, hey, this is a new point. This is a new segment. But yet it wasn't, I don't know, Shecky the clown on fart noises. And, you know, he he said it was windy out. And then, the, the, and then you know, where he's like, every, music starts, yes. Right. And, yeah. and so right. uh, I thought it was, I'm with Eric. I thought the whole production was, was really well done. And then we get to the end of the show. Another great episode capture for the Curious Goods podcast. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host. Regardless of whether you've got the natural mojo to make people hot for brat or have to go steal a cheesy, ugly, ridiculous-looking statue to get people hot for brat. Tune in next time for our reviews of the recovery of the antiques inside of Friday the 13th, the series, during the Curious Goods podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Curious Goods podcast. We are always interested in learning what you remember about these enchanted items and their tales of reacquisition. Connect with us immediately at CuriousGoodsPodcast.com to share your treasured information. Until the next artifact reveals itself, the vault is now closed. So... Okay. And then there is a, a, I forget, I think I wrote it down. It's like an incredibly a incredibly long gap. An incredibly long gap. And then a, what would you call it? An Easter egg or? Easter egg. Yeah. A little, little nugget at the end there. Here it comes. For me, I, I'm not a prude by any chance. I didn't get the Easter egg. It just sounded like an outtake. I don't know, Eric. Which they typically are. Are you looking for another EpiPen masterpiece, or <laughs> what are you looking for there? Um, so I, I was, you know, a lot of times when people put outtakes at the end of their show, you know, the show ends, boom, and then there's maybe like a, a beat or two or a sound effect, and then the outtakes come in. Where yours is like, you know, it's like the hidden track at the end of an album where you're going, you know, kids, an album was a thing that had multiple songs <laughs> on it. We'll get into that in another episode. <laughs> but, you know, yours is like a minute and a half and then it comes in. You want to know what I thought you were going to do? I thought being the horror thing that I'm listening in my car and it's over and I'm driving along and I'm just expecting that out of nowhere you're going to go, boo, and I'm just going <laughs> to drive off the road, right? That's what <laughs> thought was gonna i'm watching it i'm watching the counter going i'm going you bastard i know it's coming i know you're gonna jump at me and then you just come in and you have this kind of strange 
discussion. It wasn't like a blooper. It was more just like, a, well, that's finally over kind of thing. Um, and it just, to me, it really was confusing. It was just kind of out of, it just seemed out of place. The, and the reason it seemed most out of place was like this entire episode is clean. It's, it's all, it's, it's squeaky clean. And then this, you get to this end here and all of a sudden you drop like three F-bombs and a couple of, you know, and it's like, you know, now all of a sudden we have to put the explicit label on it just for this little Easter egg at the end of it. And to me, it seemed like you blew a whole lot of work for, for this little nugget at the end. Yeah. To kiss 25% of your potential audience away. I was like, Hmm. And, and so for me, again, I wasn't so much, like the content, I just to me the the space in the middle, like I don't know. I, I again impatient. I guess I was just like, okay, why not just have that? Like have the music end, then maybe throw in a little yo 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 yo, yo kind of you know comedy uh, music, and then get to the out gag. Somebody knows this is a gag. Um, so apparently, I just need to grow some patience somewhere because. <laughs> <laughs> so the the, ep, the epi patience pen for Dave. That's it. <laughs> too uh, sweet. Too sweet. Well, well. So, in, so the, uh, with regard to now, this is going to sound incredibly nitpicky, but there's a, there's a really fine line between sounding professional and sounding like a guy trying to sound professional. Okay. And when you listen to when you listen to new podcasters, you hear it a lot. They use a lot of cliches because they hear everybody else use the same stupid cliches, right? So they're like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big show, you know? And it's kind of, you're like, yeah, okay, sh- sh- luck, you know? And they just, they're, you're yucking it up, right? And they, they're using all of these old time, old school radio cliches that have been used long past and nobody uses them anymore. And at the very end here, you say, you know, you give your name and I'm one of your hosts and he gives his name and I'm the other one of your hosts. And I'm thinking, well, of course you're our hosts. Who else would you be? Like, you don't need to tell me that you're my host because we've just listened to an hour of the two of you talking. So I don't know that you need to say we're your hosts. You know, it's kind of like it's over explaining the whole thing. You sure. know, if you just say. I'm Eric and that's Dave. And we hope to see you again next week. Thanks for being here. That's kind of sufficient where if you go, uh, it's like if you listen to new people on there, this is Eric K. Johnson reminding you to have your dogs spayed or neutered. Like what, what do you, nobody says reminding you. What are you, what are you talking about? Talk like real people. You know, it's like, hanging out here on your Wednesday. And it's like, Oh, my Wednesday. Why is it my Wednesday? It's not, nobody says that at like, the top of the hour, right? Nobody talks like <laughs> the, when are you going to come get me, Dave? I'll be there at the top of the hour. <laughs> no, you won't. Cause nobody says that. So, you know, it's just a, it's just having coached radio talent for so long. When I hear you saying, I'm your host, I don't go, Hey Dave, it's your friend, Eric. You know, it's like, yeah, I know, I know who you are. You don't have to tell me you're my friend. Cause I, Excellent. I kind of saw that when you called just, I, I told you it was nitpicky, but it's just one of those little things that. No, it's uh, I, I, I hate it when people said that's the way we've always done it. And unfortunately that's the way we've always <laughs> done it. What, what it also typically does, especially at the beginning of two guys talking was if I didn't have a, a host that was regular, I'd have somebody come on. It was another opportunity to solidify who that person was. And uh, especially if they were from another program, it allowed me another platform for them to promote themselves 
as a as a drift and glide slash dangling carrot to come on the program and perform. Right. So um, if I'm bringing Dave on, like let's say I'm doing a show and Dave is my temporary co-host, and instead of saying, "and I'm your co-host, Dave Jackson," he would say, "and from the school of podcasting, I'm Dave Jackson." Maybe you guys do that. You know, maybe that's another way to plug two guys talking about horror or, or whatever your other shows are. That might be a way to plug those. Like Dave was saying, kind of subtly plug them without being an over the top sales guy. Well, the, the thing was when I heard the, the Easter egg with the F bombs, I was like, Oh, I wonder if he's got his show marked explicit in Apple podcasts to which I then found, unless I'm missing something, it's not in Apple podcasts. And we'll have to work with this maybe later or something like that, because you should be able to go into podcastconnect.apple.com. My guess is it says rejected, and you should be able to then email Apple, podcasts with an S, because why not, podcast support, so you have two S's in the middle, at apple.com and say, what gives, what do I need to do to get my show back in? And they should, probably in two emails, eventually give you the details um, and it's going to take like a week and a half, but you should be able to get that back in there. Um, I pulled it up on my phone, Dave. Okay. And oddly enough, that was the only place I could get it. And when I was at work, for some reason, when I tried to pull it up on the website, my, I don't know if our firewall blocked it or something, but for some reason I couldn't pull it up on Chrome at work. And when I got home, I was able to pull it up on Chrome at home, but on my iPhone, I got it just fine. Woo. All right. Well, maybe, well, now I couldn't find I couldn't find um Curious Goods. Curious Curious Goods. I found it inside of what is this show called? Two, Two Guys Good. Talking, All You Can Eat. It was one of the episodes in there. Right. That's inside of our it's it's every program that appears inside of Two Guys Talking as its own feed. So at least you found it there and were able to jump in and grab whatever you decided to. Uh, Dave, I I absolutely agree that in tradition over the course of insert, however many years, the collective three of us have been podcasting about two weeks has always been a really good primer for timeline for interaction with and through iTunes. This is the first time in now 13 years of podcasting for Mike Wilkerson that I've had three rejections on this podcast after resubmitting. But it is a nightmare scenario, especially for this program, because uh, we already had the deck stacked against us for people being able to jump in and participate. Okay, well, if we take it out of iTunes circulate, or I'm sorry, not iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, yeah. then you, you, you double nut punch it. And yeah. it's, it's very, very frustrating for sure. Is this the only show you've had this problem with? It, this of show, all of your podcasts, this show and the other one that I've just recently gotten a rejection for, for is one called the versus machine. Um, the versus machine is based on the review of uh, one type of media versus another. So I started it as a, uh, a classic book versus the film or the television show or the okay. video game. Yep. And it, it's a wonderful program, but it too has now been rejected. And that's twice for that one. So those are just two of the very many programs that we have where we've had problems with Apple podcasts. Most importantly, the feedback and or no feedback that we get from them to try and hammer home the point that this is a viable podcast. Are you using music or actualities and drops from the, from the show? Absolutely not. 
Um, it's something that I've prided myself from the beginning of not using anything from any television program or indoor feature film. So in this particular episode, we just listened to the music and stuff. Where do you get that? Oh, uh, that's all from a company called audio blocks. I'm, I don't want to give them a, a giant promotional bit, but for the last five and a half years, they've propelled everything inside of my entire podcast business and my voiceover business. But it's, it's licensed, right? Yeah. You're going and you're paying I'm them going and I'm paying and for and it. you're getting yeah. them. So that shouldn't be any issue. Yeah. No. And the only, the only thing I can try and narrow it down to, especially for Friday the, or not Friday the 13th, but curious goods is that originally we actually said the review of Friday the 13th, the series colon, there's no hockey masks here hmm. because if that doesn't hammer it home enough, I don't, right. I don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I couldn't find it there, then I was like, well, hold on. Let me go find his link out at his website. So I went to the website, and it's got a dark theme, which is kind of cool. And you've got the the your branding, the two guys branding here. Um, when I got to this, the tag thing, it just seemed like, for me at least, from here, from the title to like down here, it just gets like busy. And then I finally found the the link to your iTunes, and that's when I found out that that is actually pointing to your agents of shield iTunes listing. So, right. so I was like, okay, so that's when I went, that's how I actually emailed you. I said, dude, I don't think you're in Apple anymore. And you're like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well that, um, <laughs> that explains that. So, but you, your stitcher link works and everything else works. Uh, I did like the fact that as I scrolled down, you, you didn't leave any details out. So here's all the, ho- the housekeeping things you mentioned. If I actually, I actually, Eric, did you actually go watch some of this? I did not. I did. I was like, okay. Oh, I, you're I, a tech. I went over and watched it a little bit on YouTube, and then I was laughing because then I heard him say, a smoky bar filled with hot bodies. And I'm like, there it is. That's, I'm looking at the smoky bar filled with hot bodies. Okay. But then did you, you have, see the full Rick Springfield? I yes, didn't. Did, did that, that's what I went over there for. I ran out of time. Um, uh, Dave, what kind of fool am I? <laughs> I go like that. And then you have, I don't remember you mentioning Wolfman, Jack, or Elvira, but you have links to everything that I ever wanted, apparently. Out in the show notes, the the word section, you have all sorts of stuff, and then all your sponsors are here. So in terms of thoroughness, your show notes are off the hook. Oh, uh, thank you. I was Because I was really surprised as I kept scrolling. I'm like, oh, and there's more, and there's more. That was really good. I'm, um, Eric, what were your thoughts on the, the website? I love the detail. I thought it was incredibly busy and hard to navigate. What I would have liked to have seen was here's episode five, here's episode four, here's episode three. And then when I click on one of those, then I get the full page of this. Because when I started here, here's our review of uh, Halloween episode five. I said, oh, I want episode three. Scroll, 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 scroll. Hey, there's episode four. Scroll, scroll, scroll. You know, I'm like, oh. You know, so I would I would have liked to have had some, maybe a landing page with some headers, and then I could select the episode to get into the all of the goodness and all of the juice. That's um, excellent that is- insight. I, I w- The curious nature there is I'm wondering how that would impact uh, Google search listings for episode contact. Any ideas? Well, you would still end up pointing. Like if I go here to, you know, our review of, is this not have, yeah, it has its own episode. Yeah. So you still have your own post here. You would mm-hmm. just have one page with, you know, a listing of 
the episodes that maybe wouldn't have all the detail, just like here, episode one, Cupid's Arrow, episode three. So, so if the concept of Eric's landing page was you get there, you have the general logo, and then a, essentially a short jump listing of uh, welcome to – what uh, page up a little bit, Dave. Yeah. Um, we're not at the front of the category anymore, but on the front of the category, there's a short description that's included inside of the – search results inside of uh apple pod oh wait it's not an apple podcasts but inside <laughs> yeah there it is um where that would live and then underneath that you'd have episode uh be sure to check out the the episodes from this listing and then under that is episode one link episode two link episode three link episode four link and then with seasons and progression would that be better eric i think so yeah just okay. something where i can kind of find what I'm looking for without having to scroll through a whole lot of it. Sure. Cause then I thought, okay, then I was, when I went up onto the podcast pull down menu, I was kind of confused here. So our convocation, uh, you know, podcasts that soar, I thought, okay, so there's one brand of podcast. And then the second one is the complete listing of podcasts. So, well, wait a minute. We did, didn't we have other categories or is the convocation just the only category that we have? There's the convocation and then there's everything else. Like I thought there might be, I was just looking for like another step. So if I click on convocation podcasts that soar, this kind of gives me, okay, here's, here's what convocation means. And then here's the scammer cast. And then see, this is what I was talking about. Here's angels of shield. Here's the 24 legacy. Here's what cops watch. And so, okay, wait a minute. I, I like what cops watch. So we click on that one. And now that takes me to all the, what cops watch episodes. You know, so that's kind of what I was looking for, for your, for your particular show was like, here are the episodes and then you can break them out into those. Well, sure. And that was, no, the- the, I, I love the, I love the concept of the landing page. And if I'm not mistaken, the way that, um, uh, power press works, it would allow us to establish that reasonably easy. That's an excellent piece of input. Well, and the thing that, again, I was still looking for your, your, your iTunes listing and I went to the complete listing of our podcasts and uh-huh. curious goods is not on this page. Correct. We're we're updating twelve years of podcast content. Okay, because I was just <laughs> gonna. We, yeah. So I, at just that point, I was like, there are a lot of shows on here, but I was like, okay, for for me, I was like, okay, I'm I'm re, I took it as a person who wanted to really subscribe an Apple Podcast, and I was like, yeah. Every time at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm done, and that's when I emailed you. And here's here's one thing I don't know. It, you know, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but like right here, Dave, two guys talking podcast series and then scroll down a little bit. We have two guys talking horror. We have two guys talking in cars. To me, when I read those for being the outside guy, I think it's the same two guys on all of them. Right. And so it might be uh, it, just a thought would be two guys talking horror podcast with Jim and Joe, you know, so it, it kind of tells me who they are because if you start reading the description of some of these two guys podcasts it tells me who the hosts are so two guys talking horror podcast so down here in the very bottom line with your host nicholas j uh hearn and you know it's at the very end so maybe it's the two guys talking horror podcast with nick and and whoever he talks it with right and that's kind of the conundrum uh, not a conundrum but it's it's again one of the flavors of two guys talking where it is labeled as two guys talking but it's almost never the same two guys talking so two guys talking mma won't always be jeremy and mike um no no depending on which season we would we had jumped into it was not always jeremy and mike no 
Okay. All right. Then this makes sense then. Then, then forget what I just said, because now you've made it to where the hosts are interchangeable, yet the show title can stay the yeah. same. I love the fact that you carry that motif through all of the two guys. So the two guys talking font and look and logo uh, is consistent across all of the podcasts. What I noticed as I kind of bounced around the, the website was that there were points and spots where it seemed like your template wasn't as consistent you'll notice it's like see the two guys talking here font is a little different click on the about again and go down go to the story you see the two the two guys talking font there's even a, a different different so the the fonts and the whole just the the style the style guide for the website just wasn't as consistent as i thought it might be Sure. I love the fact that your logo stays consistent on all your podcasts. I'd like to see your fonts stay consistent throughout the website as well. Sure. I love the story here on the, uh, the how the two guys talking started long before podcasting was even thought of. Yeah. The and, uh, evolution of the show here was really cool. The other thing you do is because really from here to the left. So I'm, I'm looking there are one, two, three, four, five menus here. These are all about your business. This is all about right. the two guys and how you help people create podcasts. You have your services, you have your locations, and then you have the shows. I think that's well done in the fact that I wouldn't want the podcast in the middle because then podcast listeners are going to be like, wait, I don't want to learn about gear. I don't want like, where's where's the two guys talking ALF or whatever, you know, the... Yeah. Yeah. There, there's that other guy that talks about gear and setting up all that crap. What, what's his name? <laughs> Dave, what is it? Yeah. Something? yeah. So I just thought that was, um, and then, it, and then if you're talent, there's this other guy who's got right. glasses yeah. or something. Yeah. Know. So I just thought, uh, that was cool. And, and yeah, for the most part, you've got the black green and, and then the, the, whatever, I don't know, Irish green kind of going on there. So you, you, you keep most of your colors fairly consistent, uh, which matches the blue kind of in your your logo. So I, I liked the the photographs because it was like, you know, it, it just to me it, it does a good job of painting you. You know, th- this is like this is not some guy in the basement uh, when you look at these studios. When I saw that photo there of the studio, that's what made me go, "Damn, he's got a nice studio." Yeah, <laughs> that that is pretty sweet. Thank you. That's uh, that's the one in St. Louis. I'm in Lake St. Louis right now. We're 45 minutes west. I was just what I always like to try to encourage people is to have a button for subscribe, but mm-hmm. that would be kind of how many, probably how many shows are we talking here? Over 10, right? We're talking in total right now, 66 with three more coming in the next four yeah, months. See, that would be impossible to have. So hey, the, the, here, the, here's a show and here's is, subscribes. It's like, yeah, so something I think might be a really, a, a great pinnacle question for you to ask inside of your storied polls of legend is to, to ask people, how eventually do you get to the website of a podcast? Because, you know, I'm curious of what you think. See, it's hard in your case because you're, yeah, because what you're talking about is copyrighted. See, it'd be really great to go, hey, um, you know, and and I don't know who the guy was, but it was Rick Springfield's stunt double. We'll have a link, we'll have a picture of Rick's stunt double (laughs) on the website. I'd go to look at that. In the show notes. In the show notes. The problem is I don't know how legal that is. So all in all, I thought the the retelling of the story was, I, I, like I said, I was glad you guys were throwing humor in there. 
I think you're doing a pretty good job of of keeping that as concise as you can without leaving out things that you need to to then, you know, make the rest of it good because that would be my goal of that. How can we shorten that down to as little as we need to tell the story, tell it in an understanding fashion so we can get to the good stuff of us picking it apart. Eric, I know you probably have. I I just noticed something. What are your thoughts on the fact that they agree on everything? Yeah, you know, as we uh, begin to wrap up, you know, I think the show is solid overall. I just, I I feel like you guys get a little too inside occasionally. Make it easy for the new guy to come in. Yeah. Uh, make it Make it warm and welcoming. The only other thing that I had was, as I listened to the episode, the two of you agree on damn near everything that you you go through. And I think a little dissension will go a long way in your show to create a little tension and, and just a little more interesting conversation. You know, when you watch uh, back in the day with Siskel and Ebert, you know, one you, you always waited until one hated it and one loved it because then that's what created the great, the great debate. You know, Dave and I here, we try and find some things like the music underneath your recreation. You know, I thought it was great. Dave hated it. We need to find some places like that. And I don't want you to artificially manufacture right. that, but find areas of the show that maybe you loved and he didn't that you can then explore because it's all subjective, right? It's art. It's it's going to be subjective. There are going to be people who love it and people who hate it. That's what makes it art. Because if, if both of you agree on everything, then one of you really isn't necessary. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're both saying the same thing. I yeah. think you have a lot of great stuff on the show. It, I, I just think if you add a little nugget here and a little bit of spice there to make it more welcoming for new people to come in, I think you'll see yeah. the, the audience grow because it's, it's friendly. And, and I don't think it would do any harm to the people who are already there. I mean, if, you, if you're saying, you know, here's what Curious Goods means people who are already there are they're not going to go oh my god he's telling this again you know i was listening to guys like um like gary vaynerchuk and russell brunson talk about telling their story they said we've been telling our story for you know three four five years you know until we're sick of it because our story tells people who we are and gives some context to what we're talking about even people who have been fans of them for three four five six years and I've heard their story hundreds of times, you know, don't go, yep, I've heard the story about you came from Russia and you, you right. worked in a liquor store. We get it. You know, it's it's part of who he is and it's part of who you are and what your show is. So just keep that in mind as you continue to create episodes that you'll have new people coming in the door. Let's make them feel welcome. And, and maybe that's on your website. You just put, uh, you know, an FAQ page for newbies. So when you come in, you go, here are the things you need to know. Mike, any questions for us as we get ready to uh, roll out the door here? I think the largest question I have about this show in particular, because again, we, we we love to generate content. Anything that you else that you think I can use as a, a platform to leverage that one, this program exists, but two, to, to suckle the nostalgia teat of someone that would remember this program thicker than what we've already done. The The many times that I've just mentioned Hey, remember that TV show that was on in the eighties about cursed antiques? Remember that? Remember that show? And the nods, the instant nod action that I see from—it's got to be 75 percent of the people that I, I ask, and they can't remember the show. Ha ha! Yeah. Nick mounted this effort 
and mention the show, I, the nostalgia I feel for this program is really, really thick. I, I unfortunately lost my dad in January of this year. And I remember specifically him mentioning this program because we watched an episode where there, it featured magic. But inside that episode, when I watched it, that sense of nostalgia and me re- instantly being able to place myself where I was sitting next to my dad watching it. I know that that exists for a lot of other people, but being able to stoke a fire to help go find those people, if I had one question, that would be it. I think I would probably poke around in a couple different areas online, maybe find some trivia, trivia groups, 80s nostalgia groups that you can kind of join and have conversations because it seems like you don't just enjoy this particular show from the 80s, but you enjoy that late 80s sort of genre. Um, And the other one I might suggest is if you find a, a cool Uh, Not necessarily film school group, but people who love the art of filmmaking or cinematography and maybe chime in with those folks. I think that is the cool discussion of your podcast. It's not necessarily the nostalgia of it, but it's the artistic venture of it. And I think you might be able to draw from those two pools to get more people to come and check it out because both of those groups are pretty pretty rabid and pretty tight knit. And when they find something they like, they have a tendency to tell a bunch of other people about it. Was this kind of like a fantasy Island where each episode had different people in it or was there an actual cast? Cause that's something you might look up the cast to see where they're at. And then because in theory, maybe some of this audience is following them around and you could say, Oh, well they're going to be at the comic con or they're going to be at, and then just politely, you know, see if you can get them on the show. Even that would be kind of fun to do an interview, but something, cause in theory, their fans are your fans. And that might be a way again to uh, figure out, you know, Hey, you might enjoy the show kind of thing. I like, uh, I love Eric's uh, idea. That's very well said. Dave. And you can find everything that Mike does over at the number two guys, talking.com. Eric, where can people find you? Find me and all my resources online at podcasttalentcoach.com. And and Dave, I know you have about 17 websites. Which one are we promoting (laughs) this week? This week, we're going to promote schoolofpodcasting.com. And of course, if you want to, uh, uh, Mike's got the chair all warmed up. If you'd like to have your show right here on Podcast Review Show, just go out to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me, and you'll be right here. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself, 
and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.